I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, yo, what's up, y'all? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the finale episode, episode seven of the amazing Netflix miniseries, Hollywood. I am joined once again by this amazing panel. I got my boy Rob, my boy Gunner, and of course, the one and only Kelsey. And we are going to break this episode down for you guys real good. Like, we got our session segment. Rob's trivia coming for you at the end of the show. But first, I want to get your overall thoughts on this episode. Ladies first, Kelsey, what were you thinking in this final episode? It was so good. I was yelling at my computer the entire time. Oh, so many happy tears, so many sad tears. I thought it was an amazing finale. They did such a good job. I was, I was happy. I was left feeling good. Yay, love that. Gunnar, what about you, man? I really need a second season, Ryan, second season, Ryan Murphy, Netflix, please don't do it like this. Please bring us more. I, there's so many great things happen. I want to see, see what you guys can do with the storyline. Listen, the way that they left us in my mind, I was like, oh, they left the door wide open for another show. Um, but Rob, what were you thinking about episode seven? Yes, uh, some great moments, a lot of good endings, like a really good ways to end each character and pay it off in a brilliant way. Um, only one drawback I have about it is that there were some cheesy, cheesy moments at times. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I mean, this is Ryan Murphy and he dangles the cheese over us, but he makes it work. He's the best person in the business for uh, using cheese and using it effectively. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump into how the show even opened. I mean, we opened this, this show at Ace's funeral. I think we all saw this coming. We all predicted at some point he was going to, to leave and it was gonna be a whole moment. Um, thoughts on the opening scene. Uh, Rob, we'll start with you. Uh, yes, so I have a lot of thoughts. Um, I'm gonna save one of my thoughts to after everybody gets, you know, gets out how they feel about the funeral. Um, okay. But one thing that we see in this funeral, you know, a lot of people mourning over Ace and Ace was clearly an a-hole to a lot of people. But at the same time, there was some good. Uh, a bad guy at times, still had a family, still ran a business, still gave a lot of people jobs and work. And, you know, you can't just look over that. You have to you be there and, and mourn him as a person. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Gunnar? It was bittersweet. Like, he, re he really was getting into a better man and becoming kinder and more tuned to the times and the changing of times but with that tragic end we all saw a great new beginning and a spark of hope at the end of the at the end of the ceremony so we'll get into that in just a minute yeah and i and i don't think they didn't say that he was the first or the only person employing people of color like putting them under contract uh but it kind of kind of made you feel like that a little mm -hmm. bit kelsey what were you thinking mm -hmm. at the funeral of uh, ace and that's how they opened the show you know, I thought it, I thought it was nice. I thought it was a perfect opening because then they didn't have to sit on it too much. They mm -hmm. kind of just they showed what they needed to show. They saw, you saw the emotion from Claire, which was nice to be like, oh, she actually cared, um, and she's grown in that way. But then, yeah, they kind of just moved past it pretty quickly. We got into the episode, so I thought I thought it was nice. I thought they did a good job with it. Yeah, and Rob, you said you wanted to come back and point something out once everyone got it in. Do you want to do that now? Or you want me to keep going and come back? Oh, no, I'll go ahead and do it now. Maybe we can segue to the next point with this. Um, okay. I was right about the editor. 
Listen, my you were right, 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 right here. 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 Good job, yes. Rob. Good I knew that was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. I, the moment the editor walks up to him and talks yep. talks to uh, Raymond, uh, I'm like, okay, he has Here a copy. He has a copy. Yeah. And yeah. then just pops the trunk, and we cut yep. to the trunk open, and then we see the reels. Nothing, nothing in the trunk but that tape. But the reels. That, and that's that's why I like that editor. I, mm -hmm. I knew he was going to have it. Mm -hmm. yeah, that, that was just such a dope moment. Like you said, the moment... Um, he walked up. I was like, oh, Rob's prediction is right. Because <laughs> here he comes. <laughs> and boom. There's a copy because at that moment, everyone, those of you that are just kind of like catching up, I guess. Um, if you remember in the last episode, they burned what we thought were the masters to the entire movie. Meg, um, the attorney is the one that burned it. And we thought that, that was it. All of the actors are thinking that's it and thinking it's a done deal. But Rob definitely had that prediction where he said, yo. He's a, he's been in the game for a minute. He's probably dealt he's with it before. Like I'm sure there is a copy, and there was. So they were able to go ahead and release the movie as planned. Um, and and also Avis, she also uh you know does a toast to her husband and all of those. I mean, it's just such a beautiful moment. It's like I really, as we said in the last episode, I feel like he was able to tie up some loose ends, clean some mm -hmm. things up. As Rob pointed out, that is such a his relationship with his family was so toxic um, that it was nice to see them be able to clean it up so that they can give him a nice send off and everyone can be genuine and authentic. But so now this means that Mavis is at the head of the studio. And since the film was was saved in the first place, oh, now she's ready to talk about, okay, well, how are we going to release it? So she calls mm -hmm. in everyone. They meet in the office, all of the, the producers and and the right, I believe Archie was there, uh, the writers were there, and it was just mm -hmm. like, yo, how do we release this? And they come up with a plan to release. Dick is very, um, has a very lofty goal, and he's gonna put it in more theaters. I, they made it sound like, once again, the most theaters, uh, a movie starring a, a black lead or a person of color with 675 theaters, that being an opening, uh, that, I think that's great if that happens today, almost like, I don't think many black movies uh, get openings in, in theaters with that that many. Rob, can you talk about that? Do you know, uh, from a writer's standpoint, if that's a lot, 675? Yes, at that time, that was nearly every theater in the country. And uh, one thing that I, I loved about that scene is that uh, Mavis had, and Mavis and, and Mr. Samuels come, came up with the a great contingency plan. Okay, we know we're going to have these issues. So what we're going to do, we're going to release a wide release. We're going to discount the tickets by five, five cent. And that, at that time frame, you're using the, the whole, this is a viral movie at this time. You know, you have a bunch of people disliking the movie, picketing, uh, you know, the KKK acting crazy about it. And they turn that into the best marketing. Not only right. are we going to release it wide because you guys don't want to, we're going to discount the, the tickets by five cents so everybody can see it. And I think that was mm -hmm. a genius move. No, mm -hmm. absolutely. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure they probably had to do something like that in the past, um, back in like in real days. Like, I'm sure they had to do something like that. So once again, for me, it was one of those history, real life scenarios kind of intertwining. And I thought that was amazing. Something else that was just stupid that I thought all of us were rooting for. Ernie and Ellen, they are 
they they are just in love. We get to see them going, going, going. Kelsey, what were you thinking when you, you guys, saw this? Because we were wanting this. We wanted this. I said I was like, this is happening. This is, you knew that. And that moment in that scene, I was like, oh, if they're going to make something out of the two of them, it's going to happen. And it made my heart so happy. And especially when he, I mean, I'm probably jumping the gun, but he talked to her about like his cancer and everything and their kind of moment about that oh it was just it was really special and it was beautiful and you want the best for both of them and I think they're perfect together and yeah. it just warmed my heart this might have been that, the first time I cried <laughs> yeah okay. I, there were so many tears in this yeah, episode Gunner well Gunner was this a, a moment that brought, that brought you to tears because I know that you were also pulling for Ernie and Ellen not even the tears I was just so happy my heart was just so content I was like you know what just stop the episode now. Just stop it now. I don't care anymore. I'm good. This is, this is good. Just kill it. But, oh, uh, and then to get forward with it, with him opening up to her, that was the moment that you see the growth in Ernie to open up to Ellis and tell him, tell her about the cancer. It just shows so much growth between the two of them and how she didn't run away from that. That shows true love between two people, not to be afraid of challenges or pain that could be coming in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is, in shows like this, and I know that they're just, they're showing how prevalent smoking really was uh, during that mm-hmm. time frame. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, really, even in the 80s, people were still smoking in restaurants and everything. Um, but what I was screaming at the TV so much about was, you have cancer, put the cigarette down. I know. And I know. Like this, and shows like The Crown, where you know, they've already told you, you ha- you're, sir, you are coughing up blood. <laughs> Why are you still smoking the cigarette? Like, no. I just couldn't, that, that was the one thing that was just baffling to me. Uh, Rob, I know that you said that you actually like quit and, and kicked it, but was this like something that people did? Like, did they just, even when they knew they had cancer, did they just not know that if you put the cigarette down, it might actually give you more time here? <laughs> well, I think that's all upon the individual, but uh, most individuals, you know, I would see who has Ernie's uh, character, excuse me, personality would mm. continue smoking. Ernie's one of those sure. guys who's been doing this for years and this is just a part of him. And he's one of those people like, hey, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die. So I'm going to die with, you know, happy and comfortable. And mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. cigarette and hanging out with Miss Kincaid for the last few years of his life. Seems like a good way to go for Ernie. Oh, and what about the beautiful thing that she said to me, which it it resonated so much with me because as a single guy with no kids, and I'm looking like, all right, maybe I need to put some more effort into my personal life since this could potentially could be the end of the world that we're living in. She said that love love came to me late and, you know, I'm just going to enjoy the moment like I'm not 1, going to walk percent. away from it and she was going to cherish that and live in the moment and be present with that and oh I love it it's made me yeah. happy yeah gonna was that was that a heartfelt moment for you also that's Miss K got <laughs> me with the tears there I 100% started crying that scene I was waiting for it I'm, I'm poking trying to figure out okay what actually made them break so something else that was great Meg broke all type of records uh when it came out due to to the marketing that they put out and the different tactics that they use. Meg broke so many records. And, and I think as a lover of this film and all of us rooting for them, we wanted Meg to come out, you know, on top. Rob, were you anticipating Meg breaking records or were you thinking, okay, this is going to go south and it's not going to break any records? What were you thinking was going to happen? What did you think was going to happen? 
honestly, I wasn't anticipating it breaking the records that it did. Um, I anticipated it, you know, getting good attention. Uh, but what the thing that that I thought that was going to come from Meg was more of the Oscar attention mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. versus the 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 commercial success as well. Mm -hmm. um, but now that they have both, I, I'm I'm happy with that. Um, and just to see, you know, all the work that everybody put in, there was no other way but to give this success. If Ryan Murphy would have did right. it the other way, I would have been like picketing, boycotting this, this show. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and, Out front of his so, house. <laughs> right. And then something else that we got to see was Hattie McDaniel. You know, we saw her, which is played the by Camille Latifah, whom we love. Uh, she had another moment with Camille when they meet uh, prior to this prior to prior to mm -hmm. the Oscar, yeah. and she's kind of just telling her her experience about how when she was nominated, she couldn't even go in to the auditorium. Um, somebody had to come and get her right before she was about to win, and then she still had to sit in the back, like it was this whole big thing. And then mm -hmm. after she won, she described something to me that, in some ways, now they're not exactly the same, but in some ways, it kind of reminds me of Monique of today. Uh, she talked about how she was almost uh, villainized for winning the Oscar and how in most mm -hmm. cases when you win the Oscar, you get more work for Hattie McDaniel. She said she didn't really get anything thereafter. Mm -hmm. um, what did you think when you heard her story? What were you thinking, Gunnar, when you heard Hattie McDaniel tell Camille her story? It, especially with the character that she wanted as, as a servant, um, mm -hmm. that was especially important too, that she wanted for a great role in her acting, but it was only as a servant character. It wasn't as a main lead like Meg was for Camille. And how I love that it inspired Camille to not be stopped at the door and how important it was. Because that's for sure, if, if that was happening even commonly with Black actresses being nominated and winning awards, they for sure were being put in the back and stuck out there. And the second they cut to the story when uh, Queen Latifah was telling her, I just knew like, oh no, she's not going to be let inside. And they're just going to give it to her. I thought they were going to pull a whole, oh, she was sick. She couldn't make it tonight. So we'll just like send it home to her. And she didn't get a chance to do that. So it was absolutely heartbreaking just showing how even when things progress, there's still um, resistance. Yeah. And, and, and Rob, just to kind of bring in the historical reference I just said, I kind of liken it onto Monique. Now, granted, these two scenarios are not the same, but in some ways they are because uh, Monique's work completely dried up after she won the Oscar for Precious. Mm -hmm. And like mm -hmm. I said, she has done some things to kind of attribute to that. But for the most part, she kind of experienced some of that same thing. So what is it that when sometimes when you win the Oscar, you can be vilified and not get any work at all? Well, so she was definitely, this is a typecast kind of deal. And then people expect her to keep going with that. And, you know, you have somebody who wants to, progress but then on top of that you know you get an academy award for this role and you're the first one you know of your race to get that role and a lot of people there was a pushback for you to even go there and then i don't know if anybody knows or not but she never actually had her academy award like mm -hmm. she didn't get that until like later on oh, oh i didn't know so, that didn't yeah know that's what i'm either. saying like there was so much like you know just wow. pushback against her going and doing that but yes being blackballed, you know, at the time when the studios had as much power as they did, you know, when you don't do what they want you to do, yeah. and Hattie McDaniel's case, you know, playing these roles, you're not going to get these roles. So yeah. Yeah. it's tough. And, and, 
And Camille listened to Hattie because when they got to the, first of all, let's kind of jump into this red carpet. So it was yeah. true old Hollywood. I mean, it was just glamor everywhere. The old school cars, the big gowns, guys in tuxes. Like mm -hmm. it was just traditional, straight up and down uh, Hollywood. And you saw um, uh, Jack arrive with Claire. Uh, uh, Camille, of course, arrived with Raymond. Rock mm -hmm. and and Richie, uh, not Richie, Archie arrived together, <laughs> and they Rich. and they. I mean, they had a whole Billy Porter moment where they're like, "Listen, we will not yeah. be stopped, and we're gonna live our life how we want to live it." Right, Kelsey. What was your thoughts watching this whole glamorous scene just unfold before we even get inside? Just the whole before we get inside. Well, and I have to back up a tiny bit because I loved the scene. Sure with Jack and Claire and Jack telling Claire that he slept with her mom and Claire's like yeah I know like I'm I know that because now we're like thick as thieves and she tells me everything so that was pretty funny I thought that that was a cute little fun moment but yeah. um so that was cute then they arrived and it's glamorous of course very Hollywood and you have Archie and Rock who Ooh, ooh. I didn't, I mean, it I didn't me think it was going to happen. I didn't really? think they were going to do it. Did you, yeah. did you think that they weren't going to do it even after he told Avis? So even after the conversation with Avis, I thought they were going to arrive together, but I thought it was just going to be an arrival. We mm -hmm. get out of the car together. We you take your set of pictures. I take my set of pictures. We walk in and it's kind of like those that know, know those that don't might not think anything. I didn't think it was going to be a whole full on no, we're yeah. holding hands. We're sharing a kiss. Like you're going to know, no, 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 that we are together. It was pretty and moving, reason, though. It and was... the only reason I didn't think it was going to happen is because I'm thinking this is 1940 something. Like there's right. absolutely right. no way they're they're going to go this cool because people don't no, do I... that now. Right, right. No, seriously, I love that they did it though. I mean, I thought it was cool and yeah, it was moving. Kind of gave you chills, right? So I agree with yeah. you. I mean, I think that, yeah, they went all out. And and then awful. even. So so Gunner, in addition to Rock and and um Rock and, and Archie coming Archie. together, you still had the taboo. I mean, like like Rob pointed out, interracial relationships are taboo still at this time. So you mm -hmm. still have Camille and Raymond coming together. Like so you have these two controversial things happening at one time, but they still for the most part go off without a hitch. Uh, what did you think about the confrontation though that Rock had with Henry? right before they go inside where he basically fires them. It was just so needed. I'm so happy Rock finally fired him, told him off. And you see how much Rock has been wanting to do that and get rid of him because Henry was just awful. He was shaming him for being homophobic and homosexual and not wanting to be out and proud with his boyfriend. And I'm so happy he shut that down because Henry tried telling him, what are you doing? You're gonna get yourself screwed over. Your career's never gonna go anywhere. And he said, I don't care. I'm happy and I'm satisfied with being here with my boyfriend. So you don't get to tell me what to do anymore. Mm -hmm. And that, in that scene with the camera stopping, taking photos of them, I was honestly kind of surprised by that because I figured they'd want to run those stories showing, oh, do not hire these people anymore. Look at how awful they are. So that was even more interesting to me. I feel like that stops the spread of the knowledge of it. Yeah, absolutely. And and so when they get inside, though, Camille has to then confront 
he's not an usher, but he's like a someone that works on production yeah. or whatever. And he's saying that the producers are saying they don't want you in, especially on the front row and all of those things. They're trying to take her to a whole separate area, even though she's nominated for the one of the top awards of the entire night. Why was it important for Camille? Because she specifically said, because everyone jumped in trying to like, you know, help her. And that's all they were doing was trying to help. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, nah, I got this. I, I can fight. I appreciate y'all, but I can fight my own battle. I'm sure based off of the conversation she had with Hattie McDaniel. Why was it important for Camille to stand up for herself and not let the support of everybody else do it. What do you guys think about that? Whoever wants to. I, I think uh, I think that was a very important moment, critical moment for her. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as like the directors and writers and producers of this show, I think that may be a, a little bit of a I don't I don't want to say a message, but there's a message in every medium of of visual arts and music. And I think the message in this particular scene was like you know. When you ha- when you have these moments, stand by those people that are facing that yeah. adversity. Don't just rush to defend them and take care of it for them because the person who is who is obeying your orders is obeying you. He's not obeying that he or she is not obeying that person. So it's like, okay, well, the white guy said I can't do this, so I'm going to listen. No, you need the black woman to say no. This is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this, and you need the rest of her 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 friends who aren't black to support that and to support her. her to right, right, right. And I think yeah. that was very important to the way they did it. And like I said, I think that's a, a tale for everyone to see and notice, to just be there and support, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So so I want to go through just some of the wins, some of the highs and lows of the actual moment of the night. Um, and we can, y'all can just address them how you how you choose. I just want to put them all out there. So you guys know that, like I said, Rock and Richie, they, they uh, why do I keep calling him Richie? Archie. They arrived together. Mm-hmm. They they sat up front. Uh, Archie ends up winning for for his writing and has a whole moment with Rock in front of everyone, full kiss and everything. Uh, Camille she ends up winning her award. Um, Jack does not win his award, but he does give a speech uh, back there in the back with uh, with with all of the producers and everyone just thanking them for everything. Right. But then he he ends up kind of proposing to um yeah, that to was Claire, crazy. which was, uh, I thought that was weird. Crazy. I thought it was weird too, Rob. Me I thought it was so <laughs> sweet. I thought it was so sweet. Mm, yeah, you used to date the mom and now you're marrying the daughter in front of the mom. Oh, one time. That's a, one, one time. time. One time. It was all over the house. It was on the it stairwell was, that where the where she walks true. by every morning. True. <laughs> I'm kind of in between. I thought it was sweet, but I also was like, too soon and what? Yeah, yeah, so I was kind of yeah. in between. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that one. If you dated my dad and then you trying to come to me, like that nah. ain't... Mm. You just waited out. Like, why Why so soon? But he handled it well still. His speech was nice, but yeah. Did you guys expect the, <laughs> did you expect the awards to fall the way that they did? Because they initially, everyone was getting kind of antsy because they had mm. begun losing and they thought it was going to be a sweep, meaning they don't lose, I mean, that they lose all of them. But did y'all expect the outcome to be what it was? Uh, yeah. I, Go ahead, I honestly, I'm so happy anime won, anime yeah. Wong won because that was the one I was wanting the most to win. Yeah. But I did think it was going to be a sweep except for Camille as Meg. I thought that was going to be the one that for sure won. I felt like if that, if she hadn't had one, even if say everyone else did and she didn't, the move, its effect would have lost the purpose of the movie and the whole plot. So those are the two that I needed the most. I kind of thought it was going to be a sweep of everyone losing except for them. I definitely didn't think even 
producing wise that um what is his name ainsley was gonna win i really didn't think he was gonna win for producing hmm okay what about i have a completely different perspective so i'll let y'all let y'all say y'all because i'm completely off i um i so so i thought that those wins were just because i think you needed it to do with all the stuff that the these characters went through on screen throughout these seven episodes i think them winning were just um but this is one of the moments where i was talking about you know earlier i mentioned cheese and there was some cheese where we cut back from the people that who are about mm -hmm. to win the award to like an asian family listening on the radio mm -hmm. a black guy listed on the radio mm -hmm. now those are very cheesy moments but those very moments real moments that are needed because well. those characters yeah. who heard and saw heard you know a black uh, person winning an academy award and an asian chinese american winning an academy award those were needed because until that before that day that was never possible so right. once again like i said it's cheese but remember ryan murphy's the master of cheese using it when it needs mm -hmm. yeah you know, the, the funny thing, the reason why I I actually, my thought of how this is going to play out was a little bit different. I'm so conflicted because this show keeps running this parallel between fiction and reality. And so my whole, my whole issue is trying to figure out, okay, what part are they going to actually use? Are they going to use the real part or the fiction part in these different moments? And so we know that a Black woman did not win the Oscar for a lead role until, what, Halle Berry? So mm -hmm. I think I, oh, somewhere mm -hmm. around that time. Holidays, yeah. The yeah. Only. yeah. So I thought, well, just based on history, okay, Meg has to lose because we know that it doesn't right. happen until until 2000 and something, 2001 or something like that. Monsters Ball. So that's why I thought, okay, this is going to go one way, but I'm not disappointed that it went another. Um, it yeah. just was something that I wasn't, I was expecting everybody else to win except Camille. That's, ah, that's what yeah. I thought was gonna happen. I was opposite. I was I was more along the lines of I thought everyone else was not going to win except for Camille. And the I Gunner, you said it too. The anime Wong won. That's what got me. And the look that she and Dick share. Ooh. Yeah. Got me in my yeah. feelings. That that's was such like, a moment. Oh, that made me that made me cry. Um and I was like, oh my God. And then I was surprised by I didn't think that the other people were gonna win. I was surprised by Archie winning but i think like rob said it was like that was ryan murphy's way to throw in that more cheese right it was you had to have him win because you had to have the flashback to the like the black guy listening on the radio so i i think they did it well and i think that they needed those wins i agree for these characters and how they progressed and something else that i really love from this moment because archie before this whole thing and this is something that we skipped over but before they even went to the awards archie went and had a meeting with mm -hmm. uh, Avis and he told her that he was bringing Rod. He told her that he wasn't going to hide anymore. And he was like, I understood you're going to, I understand you're going to feel pressure to fire me. And I'm, I'm letting you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm cool and I understand, but I just wanted to be man enough to tell you first that this is what I'm going to do. So while they're taking pictures, the press pictures with the award, she tells him I'm extending your contract for five more years and yeah. you are safe. Like you are good. That was once again, Up in your salary. Helping yourself. This is Our one of those girl. moments. I'm like, come on, come on, Avis, and stand in your truth and stand in this power and make this thing happen. So, but what did y'all think about Henry deciding that he wants to produce a a gay film at this point? Um, because he's still trying to to make himself known as a producer. 
And he thought that this was going to really do it. But they made clear, look, you're only here because you have to be, um, because you're blackmailing us, but you are not a real producer. So what were you thinking when he actually said he wants to produce a gay film? What were you thinking, Gunnar? I, when it started, I thought he was going to announce it and say, uh, Brokeback Mountain. And I thought that's what the movie was going to be. I was like, oh my gosh, are they going to tie that in too? And then uh, <laughs> Dreamland was like such a more poetic. Cause I was really, I was like, wow, that's so different. I did not think that was where they were going to go with the storyline for Henry. And I was like, oh, that's how they're going that plot line in. And then Dreamland was like, oh, that's just poetic and perfect. Yeah. And what about you, uh, Rob? What did you I, think when Henry was going around saying he wanted to produce things? Were you like shaking your head or were you like, all right? Of course, I was shaking my head. I shake my head every time Henry's on, on screen. On the screen. Um, but <laughs> exactly. one, one thing I, I, I like about Henry wanting to produce this film, especially with two, uh, with two men falling in love with each other, uh, you know, a love story, the first one. I'm glad that, you know, the writers chose him to be the one to do that because yeah. What he's addressing is, and from what I've been told and a lot of my friends told me, there's an issue with like self-hate when it comes to homosexuality because you don't yeah. know whether what you're doing is right or wrong and everybody's ostracizing you and people look at you differently in society. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of hate that happens and you'll see people like Henry hate on other gay people who are proud because they have the guts to do something that he wants to do. And so mm -hmm. he depresses it and hates it. And I'm glad... Mm -hmm that he wanted to produce this film because this is him self take this is him taking himself to the woodshed over all the hatred of self hatred but they are gay or they are in the closet so mm -hmm. it's like it's a lot of safe help safe uh, self hatred that is pushed out and spewed out into the world in various ways so I, I didn't even think about it like that but i think you're right all right let's go ahead and get into this trivia we're going to come back wait i'd say one thing what? Being the only female on this panel, I have to say my favorite line from Avis was, if you want something done, let a woman do it. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like that is oh, a Elizabeth I had Warren, to say Hillary that. Clinton moment. Me like, too. that is something. Nope. <laughs> yes. All right. I've said my piece. All right. But we're going to see what you guys, how you guys fare. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and get into it. The last episode of <laughs> after Buzz tv true hollywood stories trivia okay so the first one which is worth one point first question ryan murphy has won how many emmy awards these are multiple choice and i'll give you gunner louder than me so yeah. i should have gave you a, if you got nominated for 20 you today today Okay, so I think you guys should yeah, count to three so and say it at the same time. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's good. What we'll do? I just said it. Yes. <laughs> you guys did not do it. it at the same time. I was like, that was a bit of a delay, Tyler, but we'll we'll base off the technology. Well, I mean, listen, I'll carry I it while you guys three. said it. Do I get half a point? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, we have one more. Man. This one is worth three points. Oh. Okay. Who was the last African-American woman to win a Best Actress award for supporting, excuse me, Best Actress for supporting role? In Tyler. Movie? Hold on, let me say the, oh, let me say the, okay. the choices. Go ahead, go ahead. A, oh. Octavia Spencer. B, Regina oh, King. C, oh, Lupita Nyong'o. 
D, Viola Davis. Gunner, if I'll Tyler follow. He did say it first, so I'll let him yeah, follow. Yeah, Tyler, I'll let you go first. Come on, yeah, you I guys. Don't what, I don't remember what done. letter was what, but I'm going to go Regina King. Oh, you got it. Darn it. I was so Her excited. speech was, was beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I it was. It not. was. I love her. I just Me too. Love her. Oh. Me too. Miss Congeniality is still my favorite. So, guys, oh. I'm going to total up at the end of the show today and, and tell everybody who's the winner. Did we get a toy? <laughs> Not like, me. A gift? When we get out of quarantine, I got a uh, coupon for you. Nice. <laughs> I'll, take it. I'll nice. take it. I will take it. I will take it. <laughs> I will take it. All right. So, wrapping up real quick with this episode. Uh, Two things that really happened that were just amazing. Well, not amazing. One wasn't too great, which was the fact that Dick Samuels passed away. I was not expecting that. I was blindsided. I thought that was Ernie. So, I thought that uh -huh. was Ernie. And then I was like, wait, what? No. And we wanted Ryan to see wanted us partner. to think it was Ernie, though. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was intentional for sure. But we did get to see. I think somebody said they wanted to see his partner. Um, yeah, and we got to see his partner at the, mm -hmm. at the funeral. And, you know, it was just a whole beautiful moment because we finally got to see him living his yeah. life and his truth. And he was not apologetic about it. And he was doing it right there in the open. And then and it was the guy from the bar. And it was the guy from the bar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also mm -hmm. Dreamland, the movie, they had begun producing that um, wow. using the so old great. gas station as so the location great. to film it, which I thought was phenomenal. Like, if you're going to use a place, this is the perfect place to use. And like I said, I felt like they left the door open for possibly another miniseries totally. or something. So what are your, you guys' final thoughts on everything that happened, especially in that last sequence? Whoever wants to jump in first. I, I love how everything became full circle. The gas station was one of the first places we started off. It's also the first place where Jack and Archie started. And we go from seeing it an illegal enterprise to a legit enterprise and people actually filming movies there and telling the tales of what happened, you know, prior to that. And mm -hmm. I think it's a great way to end the show. Um, and like you said, they left the door open. And I, I think that's what this whole, the message of this show was about mm -hmm. leaving the door open so we can see all types of representation across the board in Hollywood. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Gunnar, what did you think? I have to make the comment because it's probably the best thing Henry's done this whole se season. That joke you made to Ernie was just so well delivered. And I told him, like, wait, is this serious right now? Is this really right? Yeah. Right. Um, but the funeral scene, Tyler, that's where I was crying the most. I broke down because I thought it was Ernie. And I was like, oh no. And I saw Ernie sit down. And I said, it's not Ernie. Then who? Oh no. Oh no, no, no. I but, was not thinking him, yeah. No, I was never. So that really did upset me because I felt like that was so out of left field when Ernie had the storyline for it. But I guess that also makes sense, like you said. Ending that Dreamland was just, it was perfect. It was just the right ending. And there actually are a lot of theories about that with what could be to come with Ryan Murphy's work. So I thought that was a really good ending for it. Yeah, what about you, I Kelsey? loved it. I loved it. Everything came full circle. I agree with Rob. It ended you left feeling happy. I mean, uh, very, I was sad about Dick. I cried at Dick too together. I was like, oh, come on. You knew it. When you saw Ernie, you knew it was him because Miss Kincaid was speaking. You were just like, oh, he's such a good man. But I think they tied that up well too with um, Avis giving the green light to Henry 
and him kind of being like, what would Dick want? What would Dick do? And she would say, Dick would say, screw them. And I was like, that yeah. is my girl. Yeah, my girl. So yeah. I just thought it was really well done. And I agree. I think that a lot of doors were left open for a potential second season. Yeah, I agree. I love the way that they they wrapped everything up. I love that they left some doors open for a potential spinoff or something like that. Um, I still was just so shocked by the fact that Dick passed away. But what I do appreciate because it wasn't Ernie, it once again, because the one thing that I love about Ernie, Ernie kind of reminds me of a lot of people that you come across in Hollywood who really have mm -hmm. been going at this for a long time. They might have had a little success or some mild success at the beginning or middle parts of their life and then life happens and then they end up doing something else but they still have that fire and that desire for it but they've kind of just kind of push it off to the to the back burner a little bit but you hang mm -hmm. around just a little bit and lightning can strike again and now here you are back doing what you really love and the whole key is just never giving up and so i just to me ernie symbolizes that person that it's you you're, it's never too late. You could come into mm -hmm. your success or find love or whatever it is at a later stage in life. You just have to be open and willing to receive it. So I just thought the whole thing was beautifully done. I love the way that they wrapped it up. And I actually would be here for a second season. Like if they were to Man. do a spinoff, I am, I am right here ready to go. As okay. long as Rock keeps his teeth. As long as so Rock I was keeps like, his teeth. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Wait, so another, I know we have to go, but another thing, um, and I'm, I'm going to throw this at Rob, he's my historian, I feel like, Rock Hudson, was he known for being a little, not slow, but just a little slower, uh, as far as like intellect or just his emotions, like is that, because I didn't know that about him, I knew he didn't come out till later and all of those things, but mm. I don't recall anyone ever saying he was maybe not the brightest. No, I, I don't think I, I haven't heard anything and I haven't read anything about that. But I do know that he wasn't a great actor at first. You know, he had to learn. Oh, to really? and, and that's what that's what they were going for. I think for this in general, like him not being a great actor and being a country boy coming out of his shell and becoming a decent actor over over time. Mm -hmm. OK, mm -hmm. gotcha. Well, I just wanted to clear that up. Thank I you, know historian we Rob. <laughs> yeah, I know we got to go, but I just yeah. had to get that in there. So thank you guys so much for checking us out for this entire miniseries. If there's another, hopefully we can all Yay. come back and, and serve you once again. So for the final time, why don't you guys give them your IG handles or your Twitter handles, handles your social media so that they can follow you. And we'll start with Kelsey. All right. Thanks again to everyone in the chat. I keep looking down and checking to see if you guys are saying anything. So I appreciate you. And all of my social media, Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz is Meyer 2 And go ahead, Gunner, what about you, man? You guys can find me on all social medias at Thomas. And if you have anything going on at 5, you guys can find me at the Avatar After Show. All right. Yeah, come to Rob. round that 4. Boom. <laughs> Rob, what about you, man? Yeah, so if you guys uh, would like to find me, you can find me at, uh, on Instagram at Rob Stilo. That's S-T-E-L-O. -E and if you are a fan of Rick and Morty, I will be on the Rick and Morty after show here in about an hour or so. And you yeah. can see my beautiful face again, again there. <laughs> and we also want to thank you for uh, making us ESPN a TV talk. Please make sure to subscribe to our to the uh, AfterBuzz TV's YouTube channel. And if you're listening on any of the podcasts, please rate us with the five stars. And uh, as always, you can follow AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV. And you can follow me on all social media at the Tyler Tyson. If you aren't doing anything at 8 p.m., come right back here 
to After Buzz TV as we will be going over the uh, Red Table Talk after show. And until then, peace, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.